Welcome to Both Down, episode 85, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. From the Blight City. The Blight City! Where's that at, Steve? Uh, Austerland? Austerland? Is that right? I think so. Okay. I was just reading it. You were reading it? Mm-hmm. Because you were reading some Spike number three magazine. Yep, indeedy. That is the voice of Killiwoggy. Officially Killiwoggy now. That is my NAF name. I know, there's a lot of changes. And I'm officially Scott Prime on the NAF as well as in real life. So now when people ask me, why are you Killiwoggy? Well, it's my NAF name. So there you go. Yeah. And once they look at a roster, like these are the people that signed up. And they go, how come you're not going, Scott? (laughs) They'll now see Scott Prime on there and they won't freak out. That's true. Sort of speaking of that... I guess Mike Davies went through all the tournaments to see who has run the most. Mm-hmm. Initially, he put it out at incorrect data, so he put it out again. Might still be incorrect data, because a lot of the people that are very high are the national tournament organizers. What does and, that mean? Well, like they, it used to be that you would report to them, and then they would put the results oh, into the, the system. Oh, the data in. Okay. So they sense. may not have actually run as many. Anyways, we are at least within the top 10 because yeah. we've ran 30 tournaments at this point. Well, the thing is... is Between the two of us. Yeah, because we always run them together. So like, Yeah. And who knows, other people might be running stuff together too. And they might. But that's still pretty cool. No, it's awesome. Um, we've run a share of tournaments. Yeah, well, <clears throat> we really have. What, three, three to four a year, right? Yeah. Easily. So, uh, yeah. So where do we rank? Like top 10, you said? If it's accurate? According to his information, if if it's accurate. If you put me and you together. Put us together, I believe we're at number 10 with 30. Okay. Well, then we also run events with James Luff, so therefore we're probably number one. (laughs) Because he has probably a bunch of events. Yeah, I don't think that counts. Why not? We can just grab somebody. We'll be like the free birds. The three, the free bird rule. The three bird rule. The free bird rule. No, the three bird. There's three. Three. Well, I know, but there was three free birds. They should have been called the three birds then. That would have been terrible. It, like it was good, anyways. <laughs> oh boy, we got a lot to talk about today, Steve. We do. I haven't we do. seen you in like, um, what's two weeks? Is that a yeah. score? A uh, fortnight. A fortnight. I haven't seen you in like a fortnight. Oh wait, do we have to dab now? No, is that a, a thing? It's a kid, you know, Fortnite the game. Uh-huh. And then dabbing, like they do the dances and stuff <sighs> in the game. You have teenage teenage boys now. You should know about this. They play Fortnite all the time and break controllers, and that's why they don't have their Xbox right now. Ooh. Boom! Boom! Uh, that is not so good. I am like a mean, jerky dad. And Jen is like a mean, jerky mom. And all our kids are buttholes right now. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of feed off each other, don't they? <laughs> we have good days, we have bad days, so yeah. But it has like it's been like two weeks at least. Yeah. Since then, the Cubs have uh, crapped the bed. They sure did. Well, I, I wasn't disappointed because I pretty much figured that was going to happen. They never felt dominant at any point in the season. No, and that's the crazy thing. They had the most. They were tied for the most wins in the National League. But there was never really a time when they put together a strong push. I agree. I was I was hoping that they would win the division so they could have a break. 
Yeah. Instead of playing that wild card game, and the Brewers just were better. Dude, and they swept the Rockies. That's no shock. They've they're just dominant right now. Yeah, I guess I'm a root for the Brewers as much as I don't. I don't like them, but I don't really like who's left. So yeah, I mean, who I got to root for? The Braves or the Dodgers? I think so. Yeah, and yeah. it's hard to root for. If if the Tigers get in, I have no idea what's going on in the American League. <laughs> the Tigers did not get in. I would like to. Root, I'd like the Tigers to get in. Okay, well they're not too late because that's who the Brewers played the last three games of the season. I meant the Indians. You meant the Indians, but I didn't say Tigers. <laughs> but if the Indians get in, then the people from Cleveland are going to be really happy that you got them in Detroit mixed up. <laughs> Same crap towns. Oh. Ooh. I have no idea. Haven't been to either. <laughs> Isn't Detroit like a ghost town now? I'm sure parts of it. Suburbs, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm rambling. <laughs> That's what we do. So let's talk some Blood Bowl. What are we gonna talk about today, Steve Kilowaki Campbell? We have three segments as always. I don't think we have a particular order currently. Whatever you say right now is what we'll talk about. Ooh. We're going to talk in the first segment about the new stuff that has come out concerning Nurgle. Yay! So Spike 3, the team, and all that. The second segment is going to be finally looking at the... What's it called? The Dwarf Stunty League? Yeah, what's it called? From, um, I think it's called the Dwarf Stunty League. No, that's a different thing. The World's Edge Super League. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're going to talk about. It's a blast from the past. We'll talk about that. And in then, the second segment. And final segment's going to be Nuffleween talk. Trick or treat! Nuffleween time, baby! And that's it. <laughs> You're not getting excited at all. What are you going to be for Halloween this year, Steve? Um, that, that really grumpy old man who doesn't put out candy and leaves his porch light off. Why? Because I don't want to deal with kids. Buy some candy and hand it out to them. Why? Why not? Because that's annoying. Didn't old people make you happy by you getting candy from them? Probably, yeah. You can return the favor now. I don't even remember going trick-or-treating that much. What was the last thing you dressed up as? <laughs> you should see the look on his face. It's well, like he just pooped his pants. Technically, Rojo Diablo for a super show. That doesn't count. Okay. I'm talking about trick-or-treating. The last time was probably an executioner. An executioner. We had... I was going to guess, like, Ash Ketchum. But it wasn't really... Eh, older than that, man. Uh, it wasn't for trick-or-treating. It was to scare kids. Because we had... We had a double... We used to go all out for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Dad and I made a casket, so we'd put it on the porch. We'd Lay have... in it, and when kids come up, you'd No, we had a dummy with a mask on. Okay. And we put a two-way radio in there. Okay. So Dad would be watching through the window be able to see the people on the porch and then we had it rigged up so he could speak to their they'd come out of the coffin and then i had a, a pulley system where i could pull it would open the casket and then raise the guy up that's pretty cool and it leading up to that time because we had a little uh what's it called a porch i guess you had a porch yeah most houses trying to think we 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 had a uh, table and chairs on okay. the porch. Right. There's a better term for that, but it was a table and chairs. So for the weeks leading up to Halloween, we had a dummy in a chair with a mask on. Okay. 
every once in a while, you know, it gets stolen or something, just like the mask. But You're setting people up, right? Weeks in advance. Setting people up. So they got used to it. So sometimes when dad would dress in the same clothes and sit there and people would come by and they'd already known it's a dummy and then they'd go and poke it and he'd just scare the shit out of them. Just, dude, just go running. See? So what was the last thing you dressed up as to get candy? I have no recollection. Meatloaf? No. That'd be a good one. The the food or the singer? (laughs) The singer, dude. Okay. Could go either way. Yeah, why don't you be him? Well, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah. All right, so I guess we got Halloween covered. How about you? Me? Yeah. Oh, man. I'm way older than you. I can't remember that far back. <laughs> I remember I, I went trick-or-treat, and I think I just bought one of those. Remember the cool plastic masks that would like probably poison you because they were all latex? Yeah. And they were badass, and you, yeah. you waited every Halloween just to buy one so you could have it all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. I had one of those, and I just remember, I think I just put on some like old clothes and put that mask on. And it sucked because you have glasses, because then it just Yeah, that up. was the hardest part. And I just remember, I got like six houses down, and the lady goes, oh, hey, Scott, aren't you a little too old for trick-or-treating? As I just watched her give like everybody else candy ahead of me. Who were all in my same grade or older. Jeez. But I was the talk. I was a little bit taller. I yeah. was brawnier, fatter, whatever. And I got called out. And I was like, you know what? Screw this shit. I'm done trick-or-treating. And I took that and I went right back to the house. And I said, I'm done. And that was like sixth grade, I believe. See, normally I stayed at home and helped dad out with stuff. So I just didn't care about trick-or-treating. Well, But here's a life tri- tip for everybody. Let them be as old as as they want. They can be as old as they want and trick or treat. And all you have to do is go, oh, that's nice, and give them candy. Because they could be out doing something much worse. I almost agree with that. I mean, here's the thing. If they're old people, just give them the shitty candy. Yeah. And save the good candy for the young kids. Well, give them a one or two pieces, whatever. Yeah. I agree. I, honestly, I do agree with that. You know, like let the kids be kids. Yeah, that's why I keep telling Wakelin. Wakelin wants to like kind of trick or treat, but then she doesn't. And I'm like, one day you're not going to be able to. So just enjoy it as long as you can. Exactly. But she's like, everybody's going to say I'm really tall because she is tall for she her is. age. But oh, play well. into that. Like how? Uh, act like you have stilts on. Yeah. Dress up, dress up as a, a, a giraffe. A, sure. <laughs> That'll work. We are going on a tangent that the Blood Bowl players, I can hear them right now. Hear them? They're screaming, Toxin Blood Bowl. Meh. You don't think so? Meh. All right. Maybe. We're going to take a break, eat some trick-or-treat candy, because Steve's going to give me some of those gummy bears that he took away from me in the opening segment. Nope. And uh, we will be right back. Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at their new home, wizardsnorman.com. Welcome back. In this segment, we're going to be going over the new stuff from Nurgle. All right, so we want to talk about, like... All the other stuff first and save the Spike magazine for last? That would make sense, yeah. 
So, the dice, what do you think about them? They look really nice. I like them. They're like see-through snot green with orange inlay. Yeah. I like them a lot. They're very interesting. Yeah, I think they're cool. I bought a pair. I bought two pairs. How would you rank them um, up against the... My, the? my favorite are the purple dice. Yeah. Which were the dark think... elves. Those are my favorite. Okay, I was trying to think of if they were dark elves. There's so many dice now. I can't, I can't keep them straight. I know. I, I have really been buying two pairs just because like I keep thinking like one day my kids will want to play and we'll want to play use the same dice. And that's never going to happen. No. So I need to stop buying two pairs of dice. Because I just have too many dice that I'm never going to use anyways. But I did buy two pairs. I think they're really cool, though. I used to buy two pairs because I was going to put one on display. And then I realized that there's just so many. I can't put them all on display now. Yeah, that's, that's kind of ridiculous. We That's because we didn't think it was going to last this long. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been doing much better than you would think. Uh, what was the other new thing? We got the Nurgle team. The team itself. I, and I really like them. I was so-so on them at first, and after reading the Spike magazine, I'm more sold on them. Yeah. So the, the fluff in the Spike magazine made me want a team even more. I am still not the biggest fan of the Pestigors, because I think I'm just used to the old ones. And sure, the Beastmen are so nice-looking, I'd rather just go with those. I wish... I think if I bought this team... I would not buy any more. I wouldn't buy a second box set to get those other Pestigors. Right. I think I would just go buy some Beastmen. Oh, absolutely. And alter them. Yeah. I mean, I like that you get two of them. I wouldn't want four of them to look like that. Yeah. Because they really look like car with branches sticking out of them. I can see that. I yeah. mean, they're not traditional... Pestigores that are diseased. No, they really took a chance, and um, I know maybe. Huh? I don't know. I don't hate them, but I don't love them. Well, I'm. I like that they took a risk. I, I just don't. If like they were it. called something else, would you like them? Like, like if they were not called Pestigores, because that's the same name of a beastman, diseased beastman that you're used to. This was called just something else. It was called a. I don't know, a gorehorn, you know, yeah. would you like accept a more? And it had nothing to do with the old beastmen mythology that these are beastmen that were tainted by Nurgle. You might like them better. That is a good possibility. Because the design is very interesting. And honestly, if this team had... Because they're kind of uh, really ugly. Like, they really are. Have you looked at those guys? I'm like, their yeah. teeth? Like, they're kind of disgusting. Yes. So it fits well. If this team had come out before the Chaos team, I would have absolutely no issue, and I'd love these. Okay, there you but go. But the Chaos team did come out, and I love those Beastmen. Sure, I, I get so it. So that is part of my issue, is I would just rather get some of those and paint them disgusting. Again, I'm not a super fan, but at the same time, I like that they're... If you ask me, and maybe they're not, it almost feels like they're showing different touches of Chaos. This is... You know, I could see that. This is, you know, the Chaos Chosen touch. This mm -hmm. is the Nurgle touch. Maybe one day we'll see a Slanesh touch. A Speaking Zinch of, touch. Uh, they did in the magazine, I was going to point this out, that they mentioned the Sibilant Serpents, which is a Slanesh worshipping team. Hmm. So they do have mention of that in the in the fluff. But models look really good. Bloaters look pretty good. Um, I'm not a fan of the Rot Spawn. 
that we've seen. Not is that, that the is that a for sure? That's what's going to be at Forge World. No idea. Okay, but it be, looks the fine. The Beast and Urgle. Yeah, I think you can use anything you want. It for fits that, the really. fluff. I mean, it it is what it's supposed to be. Sure, just a more mutated bloater. Yeah, I mean, we all want some type of big creature with. Yeah, I think we are. Both of us are a little bit tainted by. Our buddy Sarge's first Nurgle team, we yeah. always look at that as a Nurgle team just because that was the first one that was painted up and mm-hmm. we played against and it had models and we really liked how those look. Yeah. And it so. had the largest warriors in the world. <laughs> but they fit, so. Yeah. <laughs> they were not to scale, but they might match up better now. But uh, yeah, overall, I really do like the team. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um if I did not have a neural team, I would definitely buy this one. Yeah. I still might in time, even though I really struggle at my age at 44. Like, dude, are you going to live and play Blood Bowl for another 40 years? <laughs> and do you need a team? But I want it. Sure. But you're not going to paint it. I know, but I want it. But you're not going to oh, paint it. I know it. this. But uh, I could pay somebody to paint it. But you have other teams to paint. I oh. know, but I want <laughs> So that's where I struggle. But I think they're really cool. I heard assembly on these are much easier, much, much easier than like the Dark Elves They'd have and the to Pro be. Elves and stuff. They'd have to be. So one thing that I did think of um, when it comes to the Pestigores, one last thing, then we'll get off of it. How upset would people have been if they had done like they did in the old days where they just took a Beastman and added some guts coming out? Like they took the re- the beastmen models from the chaos team and just altered them, slightly. altered them very slightly. Put some warts on them, mm-hmm. sores. Do you think people would have been <sighs> upset, or do you think people would like them better? I think the vocal people that are vocal on the internet already will be whining about it. Like this is bullshit. This, this is, is lazy. GW. Why yeah. can't they do this? This is lazy. Why didn't they take a risk? Right, yeah. so you can't please everybody. That's very true. Um, and I think some people would like it because. That's what me and you are used to. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I still say, after reading the Spike magazine, I like the team even better. Before, I I would have probably gave it a B-. Now, I'm saying, like, "Eh, it's probably close to an A, you know. Because you can always make adjustments because you don't get a whole team. Right. So, I can add some traditional pestigores in my head, you know, if I wanted to and stuff. So, little green stuff, you can add little... You know, some warts or sores or gashes and stuff. So Very true. Um, it's been cool seeing people mod stuff. It has. I agree. There's a lot of mods out there right now for Nurgle teams. Because mm-hmm. it's the fresh new hotness. Let's see what else we got. We got the pitch. Uh, did you buy the pitch? Yeah. Did you open it? No. You did not. Okay. I was just kind of curious because I have not seen an open one. I'm pulling it out now. Okay. It looks like it's... Um, That's another thing with all these pitches coming out. You don't have time to use them all. No. And we've got the ones from Maelstrom that are just so nice. You roll them out and you're done. So it looks like this is like... Is this like water on the pitch? Like it's scarred or acid rain or something? Diseased? I don't know. It's cool looking. Yeah. It's called a Bloomin' Garden Pitch and Dugout. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, so it's growth. Yeah, and we'll get into the horticulturist later. I think it's really cool. I mean, at one point in my life, 
I would have said, wouldn't it be awesome to have a different pitch for every team? Mm-hmm. And now I'm back into the point of my life where I'm like, eh, I got one pitch. That's all I need for all the teams. It's getting to the point where I can pretty much just bring all my pitches and we have everything covered for Oklahoma Bowl. Well, even I'm, I I bought a few of these pitches and I don't even know how or when I'm going to need them. But I do also, you know, we didn't talk about this, but the, is it the rotters, the plane guys, yeah. the linemen? There's a lot of like effed up, mutated <laughs> of those guys, and it's yeah. really cool looking. Um, I don't. In some ways, I think the Pestigors bother me slightly because they're not funny. Like in my brain, yeah. Blood Bowl's a little like Pete Nifton said. It's a little bit of Looney Tunes meets football. Yeah, and especially the those, the Nurgle is kind of goofy. Those Pestigors are really horrific, man. Yeah, the way they're like I said, they're like car wrecks with like antlers and stuff. Very diseased. <laughs> yeah, they're they're effed up. So no, I like the pitch. It seems cool. And Do then, we need a pitch? I don't know, but I'm glad somebody out there is really happy for it. And I'm oh, glad I'm for sure. those people. I'm, Man, I'm glad that they're doing this every, what, three months? Quarter, yeah. Every three months. It's pretty amazing, man. I mean, I didn't even have this back in the day of second edition. Getting a ton of stuff. See, like back then, anytime they, if they would have made a new field for dwarves, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, dude, I would have died. Um, we got new cards. Ooh, which, meh. Meh. I mean, they're, they're the same stuff. Yeah. Where you can fill in all the stuff. Yes. Okay. And it, one of those things, again, if they would just get rid of all that crap and they were half their price, I'd be ecstatic. I agree. I'd actually buy two sets because I want two sets just to have my own deck of cards. But I get it. Uh, I don't want to bust things out. <laughs> you know what I'm surprised they didn't do with that set? What's that? There was no Blitzball cards in there, was there? No. That's what I'm scared of is they'll start introducing teams and they'll go, oh, if you want a Necro team, you can buy the Blitz Bowl, buy this card set, and you also get the Blitz Bowl ones. And I'm hoping like, so. And they'll be like, dang it, maybe I should buy some of those. Blitz Bowl. We need to play more of that. I just think I'm, I've built my figures this weekend. But I'm short one base, and it's not because I lost it. I only got 11 bases. I believe that. They just throw them in there. So if anybody out there has an extra base that fits the current Blood Bowl figures, you have one extra base. Scott Prime needs it for my Blitz Bowl game. But You're all about that base. All that, about that base. About that base. Um, so what else did they come out with? Besides, okay, so we got cards, dice, team, team pitch, that's it, pitch. And then the magazine. The magazine. Yep. You ready to talk about this wonderful magazine? Sure. If you can't tell, this is... I see it all the time, Steve. Um, we're in so many of these Blood Bowl groups on Facebook. Yeah. And somebody will be like, I don't want to. They're just kind of like downers. Like, do I really need these? <laughs> and I'm thinking, these are the best things that have come out. I keep seeing people on Reddit asking for, does anyone just have the rules for it? I'm like, yeah, I do. I bought the magazine. Maybe you should do that. Well, I don't want to buy it. It's twelve dollars and fifty cents. If you don't want to buy it, don't it's play the game. Twelve dollars and fifty cents once every three months. Or, it's twelve dollars <laughs> and fifty cents. Or just don't play that team. Right. Buy it when you want to play the team. It's really good. Yeah, it is. I don't want to tell them that I'd probably pay more for it because it's been really good. 
Yeah. Every time I've read one of these, I'm like, I should play this team. And that's exactly what they should do. Absolutely. And this is, you know, us coming from a fluff perspective, obviously. If you don't care about the fluff, I don't know why you need the magazine, but, you know. Because they want to get some cheater wizard thing that they've just added or something. But they are doing a lot of that. It's really good, folks. I'm telling you, like, I get it. GW's hurt you before. They're like that <laughs> girlfriend that offers you the good stuff. You take it, and then they just hurt you again. Yeah. These magazines are really good. If anything continues with Blood Bowl, I hope it's these. Yeah. I don't care if they make new miniatures or not. I want to see more fluff things like this. I want to see some Pete and Nifton artwork. I want to see some new Blood Bowl artwork that are in these. We really need to find out who is doing the interior I know. art. I was get, I'm glad you said that. There's no credits anywhere that I can find. So Still if anybody nothing. knows, let us know who's doing all this in-house artwork. Yeah, because it is really exemplary. It just keeps getting better. All right, so let's talk about the magazine. I'm going to move the mic over here so I can talk. So uh, once again, inside the cover, you get a painted version of the Nurgle Rotter team. And I love this stuff because they give names for players. This should, like, show people. Maybe you should name your players besides player number one or something like Root Beer Tapper or some other just... What about Begum Brown Bridges? I love that name. And he's yelling. He's wearing yellow britches. But he's brown britches because he pooped his pants, Steve. Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Do you really not get that? I should have figured that out. Oh, is this a real thing? Are you joking? No. Oh, see, he has the poops. He has the squirts. That makes sense. He's yes. got the rot, but dude, right in his butthole. Wow. Classy. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> I like the take on Nurgle here, that they're not diseased people, that they're growing something. They're growing, harboring life. That's what a lot of this is about. But still disease. I know that, but their take is is like I'm not diseased and dying and oh is me. It's like Oh yeah. I, I'm a you know, I'm a vessel for this life. They're happy about it and they're yes. spreading their blessings. Yes. I, I love that. That is a nice way of taking it. Absolutely. First couple of pages talks about some famous Nurgle teams. It goes into the team roster. We have some new star players. Yes. We have what, two? Um Yeah. I believe just to did somebody because bio rot's been out already guffle is fleshed out right and then lewd grip has always been able to play and with the grasp double drool yeah we've already seen him but he's new to nurgle i mean is he new to nurgle well he was never a nurgle player to begin with until oh he just came out remember with rest just came out with the chaos magazine he oh, was okay. an old second edition yeah. star player so i guess that's why i right. didn't think about it sure so uh, we have two new star players. We have a, a guy named Bulla Shardhorn. Which is a mutated oh, Pestigore. He's so ugly, dude. And someone mentioned that, um, we had mentioned that before, that there should have been a mutated Pestigore, Pestigore. for a neural team. Mm-hmm. And we finally got it. So thank you, GW, for listening to Both Down, your yeah. number one Blood Bowl podcast. So it sounds like. Uh, then there's a new guy named uh, Tolly. Glocklinger. Glocklinger. That, we, that name is so hard for me to say. Glocklinger. Glocklinger. Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, he's like a ball and chain dude. He is exactly a ball and chain dude. Which is interesting. Yeah. And I, you know what? It might not fit Nurgle's play style, but I'm okay with him giving us something different. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
So, anyways, it goes through the famous teams. It goes through these new star players. We go into, like, some Coffin Corner, which is, like, fluff of, like, dead players. I want to know how they pick those. Is it, like, people in the home league that are dying? Or the I don't know if they're just making them office up league? now. Or if they have an office league. Uh, we have a team spotlight on page seven. Goes into the Nurgle Rotters and shows career highlights. And then we have a Hall of Fame team again, which I love that they add these to the magazines. Yes. Um, they should always do these. Um, we're probably never going to play them. But no, they are really we're cool. probably not, but they always have their special rules. Uh, page 10 is our first like player spotlight, and it's Guffle Pussmaw, which we've already kind of had him before in the other, mag- other what, Death Zone yeah. books. You know, and people get... I've heard a few people say, like, well, that's this is just a repeat, but I think they just really rethought their strategy. First, it was, we're going to do these Death Zone books. Oh, and absolutely. And then they thought... They came up with a better idea, and I think this works so much better. Supposedly, and, this was what they wanted to do at the beginning, but, but they, they didn't could. know how popular Blood Bowl would be. So now that it is popular enough, they're able to actually do this. That makes sense. So before we got the Death Zones, and they cram as much as they could in there. Because I'm perfectly fine, and I know I'm in the minority. If they made a dwarf one of these, I'd be all over it. Oh, now, yeah. I know other people would gripe because we already have that team, and I don't need dwarf dice and stuff like I'd that. I'd be very happy to get new ones for the old teams. But, sure, I would, too. Uh, so we have, a like I said, star player on uh, Guffle Pussmaw. Then we they have the traditional chat with a rat, which has been in every uh, magazine so far. Right. We have Vile Rot Vomit Flesh, which is really cool. I love his... Uh, it's in here. His real name. Did you see that? Von Mietflesch? Yeah. Wilhelm von Mietflesch. Something like that. Right, yeah. So if you say it really fast, you know, it's Vomitflesh. Oh. Vomitflesh. Oh, you didn't know that either? Didn't get to that either, no. Oh, dude! I'm glad we're talking. Yeah. We need to talk more than every Von Mietflesch. Yeah, you didn't catch that? No, you didn't. That's where we got Vomitflesh. Vomit flesh. It's kind of neat that he changed his name. Mm-hmm. So I don't know much about, obviously, anything about Blood Bowl. But they keep going back and forth between Grandfather Nurgle and Papa Nurgle. Yeah. So I'm guessing, this is probably a stupid American thing, Papa is a common term for Grandfather. Probably. Which kind of explains Papa Smurf. Right. Because he's Grandpa Smurf. Right. So who's dad? Smurfs had no dad, dude. They're all demons. Well, how do, Okay, true. <laughs> They're blue demons. Little blue demons. I mean, Gargamel was actually... He's the good guy. He's the good guy. Gargamel did nothing wrong. <laughs> no, nothing at all. Uh, we have a Nurgle playbook. This is written by Johnny the Bull. Good friend of the podcast. And uh, actually sometimes does his own podcast. Sometimes, yeah. Not in like a year, but you know. So. Well, I think it was really cool to have this, though, in here. Yeah. See that? Um, and does a really good job breaking down how to play him and what positions and how to level everything up. And it looks like the pictures that are with this are accurate, as in like setting up and having three guys on the line. <laughs> yeah, that does help. <laughs> Again, I'd love the little... I wish we knew who was doing the artwork because there's all sorts of little artwork with nurglings and some players and stuff all throughout the magazine. Mm-hmm. Uh, page 24, we go back to another player spotlight with Bulla Shardhorn. 
the cleaved beast is what he's known for. He's so disturbing. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's like If they make a figure out of him, that that'll be interesting. It is it is nasty. It's like I'm starting to grow ahead, but we're still together and it's it's coming and, and, out of the skin and we're just going to stretch the skin. And we're like burnt and uh, gross. But um let's talk about him since he's new. Sure. He's 230 gold pieces, 6 movement, 3 strength, 3 agility, 8 armor. So he's he's a pestigore. Right, which makes sense. But he has a ton of skills. You ready for this? Yeah. He has block, extra arms, foul appearance, horns, loner, Nurgle's rot, regeneration, stab, two heads. And he can only play for Nurgle. It's very he's, weird. It's odd. But man, he's got a lot of stuff. I, I want to say he's not worth 230, but then he has so much. He's very versatile. Yeah, because he could like pick the ball up, he could dodge around, he could blitz, he can. I don't Stab know. Stab is good. Stab is. It's, it's fine. It's a use. I mean, yeah. it's cool to see a different that skill on a, another player. Yeah, and it's we not a secret weapon or anything. We don't have many of those. Um, it's just, I don't know what to think of him. Like, I think I would take a different star player, though, if I had 230 to play with. Yeah, because how much is Wither Grasp? I mean, not Wither. Um, Lude Grip. Lude Grip? He's 160. Yeah, so why would I not take Lude Grip? And, and Bilerot Vomit Flesh is 180. And then I don't. I don't know. It depends on what you want, I guess. Yeah. He's fine, and the the two heads is nice. It's thematic. I just don't see where he's useful. I could easily be wrong, because I often am. Well, it does come with block, though. That's really good. Block is good. Um. Anyways, interesting. Yes. Uh, the next player's spotlight is another new star player, Tali Glucklinger, the Carrion's Lord... Carlton? Carl? Carillon? Carillon? I don't know I don't what either. that is. I don't either. It's probably some English thing for like... Probably fat, is. Fat guy with a ball. Let's go look it up on the internet. Clarion? Is that Clarion? No. Carillon. A set of bells in a tower. Okay. Played using a keyboard or by an automatic mechanism similar to piano roll. Oh. Okay. So it has something to do with his bells because that's what he's swinging around is a big bell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. He is a Nurgle secret weapon player. 3729. Skills Ball and Chain. Disturbing Present. Foul Appearance. Loner. No Hands. Nurgle Rot. Secret Weapon. Stand Firm. I like this guy. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. It feels like you get a good value if you're the team receiving this. Yeah, 110 is cheap. I mean, you're only going to have him once, but. But for a Nurgle, you're not like you're going to score fast. That's what I'm saying. You're not. And stand firm. Someone can't push you away. And, foul, in theory, the appearance. best skill in the game, according to you, because it can stop somebody in their tracks. Should be. If it works. Yeah. So. Well, again, it's as good as block or dodge to keep you from falling down, because all that's one and six. It's better if there's multiple dice. Sure. Um, I like, think it's interesting that he is an old circus performer. Right. I was going to say that, too, which... Could maybe lead to eventually the Slan or Kislev team yeah. circus people. So it's very possible. So nice choice. Um, I like it. I don't 
consider him a bloater, even though he's a big fat guy. I in my brain, I guess that's what he is, though. Yeah. In my brain, I was thinking that he's like a just a regular rotter with the ball and chain. But. Well, it's interesting. According to the fluff, now you basically your levels are dependent upon your blessings. So you got a regular human or whatever, and then when they get blessed, they become a rotter. Then when they get more blessings, they become a bloater. And when they get more blessings, they become a rot spawn. Mm, and then so, they die. Yeah. But it's kind of neat to see that progression and just see that they're all the same. So page 28 of the book is the glittering prizes. This is an article that talks about, like, you know, the Orchidus Team of the Year. It has the Elvin Luxstone Award. It has um, ABC Cup, which is the Associated Broadcasters Conjurers Cup. Right. So these are... Very similar to some of the glittering prices that were in the old Blood Bowl books that talked about the Spike Magazine Award, the mm-hmm. Chaos Cup, and stuff like that. So interestingly, they do mention in the fluff, it talks about at the fall of the NAF, everyone's off playing their own games. It's also interesting that they mention Street Bowl earlier in the magazine, too. Our, yeah. Because I don't think they've ever mentioned that as an official game, right? I Not that I know of. Yeah, so they mentioned like Street Bowl is something where if you can't get on a real Blood Bowl team, you go play the unofficial Street Bowl games. But then after the fall of the NEF, people are just playing these one-offs, and the promoters decided, let's run a tournament again, and then they brought back all the majors. Interestingly, all the majors are named differently now, though. All Comers Chaos Cup, which is in the spring, the Blood Bowl, the Blood Bowl Classic, which is in summer, the Spike Magazine Trophy Open in autumn, and then the Dungeon Bowl Invitational in winter. So it's kind of odd that they took the old names and just changed them a little bit and put them after the fall of the NAF. So I think there's two things going here, okay. and I could be totally wrong. Okay. They could have just been adding stuff to them to sound more like, you know, here in America where they do all the college football, it's always the the Tostitos, FedEx, Orange Bowl, or whatever. Mm-hmm. There could be that. Or because out in the real world, we have a NAF championship game. We have a Chaos Cup tournament. Right. They're adding their own objectives or something on top of this. So this is theirs, and this is what they own. That's kind of what I was thinking, so too. So one day they can at you Legally. Know, they can run all comers chaos cup if they want, you know, at one of their shops. Mm-hmm. And what can we say about it? You exactly. Know what I mean? So I don't mind it. I mean, it's cool. No. I was thinking more of like how we have college football is always has sponsors that this is all this is, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, very interesting. I like this good article for this. And if you go on, I mean, this makes me want to have our home league back again where we could, you know, we're playing for this this season. We're for sure. For that, but we're not. Page thirty-two of horticulture and unhealthy herbology is the article, and this goes into some new inducements. And it, one of them is a plague doctor, which so is kind of just like an apothecary. Yeah, kind of is. I think there's something different about it, but now I can't. Well, let's you re-roll uh, regen. And then it does the same thing with the KOs. That's as a regular 
That's the same thing the apothecaries do now. That's true. Um, So it's kind of like the apothecary slash Igor. Yeah. You can do both. Uh, You have cavorting, cavorting nurglings. So these are a bunch of the little tiny nurgling demons on the sidelines. They'll automatically give you a fame plus one modifier at the beginning of the match. Note that this modifier may never take the team to about plus two. So no matter what, you have a fame plus one. See, that's not the way I read it. Because it will automatically gain a plus one fame modifier. So if you were a zero, uh, yeah, I guess you would automatically be, because you can't go negative. Yeah, never mind. Never mind, my bad. You also have a new type of wizard on the back. And this is available to Chaos Chosen, Chaos Renegades, and Nurgle teams. The Horticulturalist of Nurgle. And you have a couple of different spells here. You have a Vigorous Growth. Cast at the start of any of your opponent's turn before any player performs an action. For the duration of this turn, opposing players suffer a minus two modifier to dice rolls when making go for it attempts. As the turf of the pitch erupts with unclean life. Thus, that's why the pitch looks so exactly. Exactly. Um, and note, it also goes with the weather effects. So right. if yeah, it says, note that this modifier applies alongside weather f- conditions or any other factors that may alter the outcome of a go-for-it. For example, in a normal weather condition, while, while uh, affected by vigorous growth, a player will fail go-for-it on one, two, or three. Whereas in a blizzard conditions, he's affected by the vigorous growth, they will fail on a one, two, three, or four. So, Could be very damaging. Could be awful. Yeah. For a player, so. Pretty neat, though. Don't know if it's worth the money. I don't know if it's worth 150 And then we get the second one, which is the Strange Fauna. Cast at either the start... Cast either at the start of any of your turns before any player performs an action or immediately after your turn is ended, as always. Choose an empty target square anywhere on the pitch. Choose D3 opposition players within two squares of the target pitch and roll a D6 for each. If the score is four or higher, the player is unexpectedly attacked by demonic carnivorous plants of prodigious size that erupt from the loamy earth before rapidly rotting away to nothing. So it's basically a fireball just with a range of two. It just sounds like, yeah, they get attacked by plants. But you pick a square, then you roll your D3, and you go, oh, cool, I get to choose three of those targets. Isn't that how you read it? Yeah. And then, or it could be one. Yeah. So I just, and um, then it's still 50, 50. And then it's still 50, 50. It's different. It's not great. Uh, for 150 though. I don't, I don't think it's worth it. I think it'd be fun. I don't know if sure. it's worth it. I don't know if any of the wizard stuff's worth it nowadays, to be truthful. Turning into a frog. Well, you just want to turn people into frogs. Well, it's easier to take them out. <laughs> um, then we have, um, some cartoons or the strip drawn by Pete Nifton, written by Nick Kime, and it's uh, of Bob playing some Nurgle teams. So that was wonderful and amazing as always. Yeah. So, thumbs up to this. I have no idea how you can say you love Blood Bowl, and even if you maybe aren't the biggest Fluff fan, but you've like actually care enough to name your team something cool, I don't know why you wouldn't enjoy these. Plus, they're it- only twelve fifty. And it mentions Mr. Uh, sorry, mentions Tiddles the cat, who was a cat who got turned into a 
Yeah, you ever heard hey, this story before? Huh? Yeah, that's um, that's based off either old fluff or something. I've heard that, but I've really? read it somewhere before. Tittles the cat that was on the pirate ship or whatever yeah. that gets turned into the first Rock beast and Urgle. Yeah. yeah, isn't that awesome? I did not know. Yeah, huh? That's in some old stuff. Um, here's what the magazine did not have, and I don't want to hear anybody complain about it because I don't think it, it's deserved. Um, so. In the second Spike magazine, we got a Golden Era star player. Yes. Yeah. This one did not do it, and I'm happy for it. Here's why. Because there can't be any. Because there's none deserving of it. And I know people, I heard people, because I've been catching up on some Blood Bowl podcasts, you know, they were like, well, they just added this in, and they didn't add that, they didn't have it for the first one. I can't think of anybody for Chaos that would, from my knowledge in the lore, that really deserves it because Morg's still playing. Yeah. And most of the chaos people are star players already. So, cause you really need someone who is mentioned, but never made into a star player. So here's why, why I say I like that it was done for the dark elf. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah cool. And I'm, I don't think there's anybody deserving of it from my memory. I'm playing blood bowl since second edition. For Nurgle, Jeremiah Cool, we got Blood Bowl, the second edition thing. The whole thing is about, you know, how like it's Griff, it's Morg, it's Zug, these are the big studs. Yeah. And Hubris with Karth is taking over from this legend, Jeremiah Cool. And I remember reading all this stuff. It's mentioned the flashing blade. And we always thought, how badass was a player was this guy? We never got to see him, you know? Mm-hmm. You get what I mean about it? And, that, and now finally we get him in these golden age rules. Sure, they just added it on there. It's a way. It's another optional rule. I think it's cool. I'm glad they don't have one for Nurgle because I can't think of anybody that would no. deserve to have it. I think it's okay to have a few. If there's five golden age star players total throughout 24 teams, Scott's cool with that. The only people I could legitimately think of would be Bob and Jim. Okay. Because you can get both of them. Maybe Turin Red Venom. But I just like him. Well, sure. I agree. Oh, uh, someone also mentioned that Turin Red Venom could be the inspiration for Karak Sea Slayer, whatever his name is. The tentacle guy? Yeah, the guy with the mask. And... Kraken Eye? Yeah, Kraken Eye. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise it... me. But there was no legendary, like, Golden Age no. star player, and I'm okay with that. I don't think that means they forgot it. I think the Dark Elves out of the three teams was the only one yeah. worthy of it so far. I really, I don't know who else. Tom O'Landry? He never played, though, right? Um, Not that I remember in the fluff. He was just a necromancer. Yeah. And if there's a halfling one of these, if you say, well, what halfling deserves it? I'm going to say Arnold Spirit Burner because he was an old <laughs> halfling that actually had more strength than the rest of them. And he was like a badass, you know, but. What if you just did uh, Crumbleberry on his own? Well, you could. Because. I'm not, I'm not trying to theorize yeah. what's going to happen. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it was forgotten here. I just don't think there was one. No, it's just not and thematic. I, and I agree. I don't think there was one in The Chosen. No. Um, so I think it's cool that we didn't get that because that shows that maybe they're thinking and they're only going to reserve that for the really elite, elite special players. 
And like I said, we might only have five out of all 26 teams or whatever. Yeah. So if you can think of someone, let us know. But like I said, I can't really think of anybody. So anyways, hats off GW. If you're listening and we know you are good job on spike magazine again, I can't wait for more. Um, I'm showing my support with this product by buying two because I put one on my shelf and I read the crap out of it and I put it in my car (laughs) and I don't care if it gets water on it because when I was a kid, I read through the other one so many times that I tore them up. So I can understand until I cannot afford two of these, I'm going to buy two of these more than the dice because I just love pouring through them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had this one up at my locker at work for three weeks now and, (laughs) and I've, pulled it out and read it and i've taken it to the bathroom with me and read it and reread some of this and that it's these are really good folks you're missing out i cannot if you don't have 1250 you shouldn't probably even be playing blood bowl you should be going to do something else i'm pretty sure people listen to this podcast probably buying it you would think probably yeah but i just i just want to yell at people when (laughs) i see them post like what's the new route i know but i don't i just shut up yeah i know it's yeah, so much want, easier. I don't want to give them any like fuel for attention. I also I would say stuff if I never had to see any comments back. <laughs> or a lot of get that. all the you know ping 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 yeah, ping. No, I agree. just no, just stop it. Mute it. Mute that's, it. That's why I don't answer a lot of things. Yeah, it's like somebody else can answer that. Uh, all right, I think that covers it, Steve. Yeah, that covers. We're giving thumbs up on all of it, right? Absolutely, always. All right, all right. except yeah. maybe the cards. Just. Oh, I'll thumbs down those cards. They got to change that. Just get rid of half the crap. Sure. Or now, if they include Blitz Bowl, I'm pretty happier. But <laughs> yeah, the cards are the only. Don't buy the cards. Buy the Spike magazine. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we need to alter our thing. Absolutely. So, anyways, we'll be back with the World's Edge Super League, right? World's Edge Super League. All right, we are back with some old school fluff. We're going to talk about the World's Edge Super League. If you are not familiar with um, the World Edge World's Edge Mountains, that is a mountain region known for where all the dwarves and stuff hang out in. It's kind of to the east of the Empire, right? Kind of um, like at the World's Edge. Well, not totally. I would say it's like. Where, like, Poland and stuff like is yeah. in real life. Does that make sense? Yeah. And on up and down south of that. Like the Alps. <coughs> like the Alps, yes. Okay. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Um, Speaking of. Sure. Uh, I was talking to Torsten. Okay. And what were we talking about? We were talking about food and places. Chicks? No. Well. I mentioned, he mentioned a restaurant. And I was like, is that the restaurant that's on top of the mountain? Because I've seen a video of it. Uh-huh. And he goes, no, that's a different mountain. We have our own mountain. And then he kind of got into this. Everyone around here has their own mountain. You know, we kind of claim response. You know, this whole, you have an allegiance to a mountain. In another town, we have an allegiance to a different mountain. Ooh. And I was like, that's, that's dwarves. Yeah, that's dwarves. That's where it all comes from. He goes, yeah, probably so. I'm like, I never thought of that. Never had any reason to. We don't have mountains around here. 
No, we don't. We have fields. We have a lot of fields. A lot of flat Yeah, fields. we don't really claim any allegiance Speaking to of, flat yesterday ground. was October 7th, and there was five tornadoes in our state. October 7th, folks. Not, not around here, though, at least. No, but still, it's just yeah. it's freaking Oklahoma. Yep. They weren't big tornadoes, but still. I mean, you say that to the small towns that lost <laughs> all their power. Exactly. There was one town like up by the border that lost like all their power. The whole town. Jeez. It's like Fairfax, Oklahoma or something. So. Yeah, but it's like one power pole. <laughs> well, it could be, but still. Yeah. Yay. October 7th, though. And I'm sitting here telling my kids, like, it ain't going to do nothing. And it didn't here. Mm-hmm. It rained just a little bit, but it did other places. In yeah, we've been so. for the forecast is like, it's going to flood. It's going to be five days of straight rain. Everyone's going to flood. You need to build an ark. And it's barely rained. Right. So we've been kind of on a mountain here. Yeah, it's probably rain like crap tomorrow. <laughs> it's supposed to. Yeah. All right. So the World's Edge Super League, it is a variant blood bowl league this is back with third edition stuff this comes from the blood bowl 2003 annual which is really just a collection of articles from different places in 2003 i think these are like articles that were in that blood bowl magazine too right? magazine Some of this. and then the white dwarf so, so this is a house rules by jim mobby i don't know who that is right. i asked nifton he doesn't know who it is okay so it might have just been something that someone threw in. I don't know if it's actual. I mean, so, it's officially GW because it's in the book, but I know they also used to take a lot of, uh, not listener, but what, player submission, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this might be that. Okay. So this is a league for just if you wanted to get with your buddies and play a league of different styles of dwarves. Just dwarves. I don't know why you'd ever want to do that. (laughs) Some people are already turning this off and going to the shout-outs or the Nephilim part because they say dwarves are boring. Well, let me tell you something. About to get a lot more boring. Uh, So there's like one, two, three, four, five different styles of dwarf teams for this. And I think think this would be kind of fun. But I don't know if this would be fun for like eight games. So let me just go ahead and read the did you know about this. Okay. In 2470, following years of disenchantment, several of the teams competing in the dwarf quote-unquote stunty cup competition threatened to leave the leagues they were competing in and form a league of their own. The increase in the throwing game was threatening to end whatever chance of success they ever had. The resulting World's Edge Super League is a dwarfs-only league now trimmed to 12 second-rate teams playing a 22-match season. Curiously, the throwing game dominates. Those World's Edge fans just love to see the ball hanging up there while 22 players scramble for the honor of being the one it lands on. So this is like um, Andy's team at Chaos. Yes. He likes to pass. He sure does. Andy Welton's team. Um, so, yeah, so this is the World's Edge Super League. Isn't that neat? And this is this goes back from long ago. Before I heard of the Stunty Cup. Mm-hmm. I always heard dwarves called stunty because they're short. Right. And halflings because they're short, not because it's they were size, not tier three squishy. teams. Right. Well, so, now it's because they have the skill, stunty. Sure, but I'm just saying before. Yeah, yeah. When I first started hearing stunty cups, I thought that was weird because it was like, wouldn't dwarves beat everybody? <laughs> All right, yes, so we have would. the realm of the, golly, I don't even want to pronounce these, Everpeak. Karaz Akarak. 
which is Everpeak, which yes. is like the capital of the Dwarf World. The seat of Dwarven High King since time immemorial. Uh, in this team, you can get six Blitzers and 12 Longbeards. Or linemen, as you know them. And right. skill-wise, nothing's changed. Stat-wise, nothing's changed. It's just six Blitzers and all long Longbeards. Now, they do have a special rule. Any player with legendary stronghold of... Kazar Karak may take stand firm as a general skill. So I don't know what that is. Well, stand firm oh, is a from, strength. From the legendary stronghold. Okay. Yeah. So fluff-wise. For that team, anybody can take stand firm. Right. As a general skill. So. Now, this is, this is still third edition, right? Yes. So things are a little bit different. Yes. We'll get to that in one of the later teams, I believe. Uh, the Realm of Karak Eight Peaks... This team is six runners, 12 longbeards. Their special rules is any player who has witnessed the underground horrors of the lower levels of eight peaks may take nerves of steel as a general skill. Now, if I remember right, and I could be wrong, there was a Skaven team from eight peaks or something like that. Okay. Somewhere in the fluff. I thought maybe maybe it's a Warhammer thing where... The Skaven have infiltrated that. And I could be no, way it mentions off base that. here. Does it? Yeah, it's... Um, oh, okay, it does. Higher levels are very fortified. Much of it remains occupied by foul and evil invaders. So it talks about it being invaded. Okay. That's why there's horrors in the lower levels. It also then mentions some awards. We'll get back to those in a second. I want to sure. talk, finish talking about the rest of the team. So six runners and longbeards. That seems like that would be like good. Yeah, especially with Nerves of Steel, if you're going to be passing. <laughs> right. Um, then we got the Realm of Karak Azul, or Iron Peak. So so we're giving you regions right here, folks, that you can name your team. Absolutely. A dwarf team, the Iron Peak, whatever. Prosecutors. <laughs> Not prosecutors. Prospect, <laughs> prospectors. <laughs> Just these little lawyers running around <laughs> beating people up. Uh, this one, the book you, of grudges, dude. <laughs> that's true. You can get up to two runners, up to two blitzers, and up to 12 longbeards. Their special rules are runners and blitzers from the rune forges of Iron Peak may take a magic helmet inscribed with a magic rune of iron plus one armor in place of a general skill when they take a skill advance. So longbeards may take one on a roll of a double. So they have a way to make their armor stronger. Yeah, that's what the whole fluff of that one is. That's pretty neat. Um, the Realm of Zephbar, home of the Dwarf Engineers Guild. This is just 16 longbeards. Sort of. Uh, their special rule is Zephbar teams can take up to two of the following secret weapons in addition to the Death Roller. The secret weapons must be bought when a player is bought and cannot be given to a player later. Allowed secret weapons, chainsaw, explosive bombs, and the blunderbuss. So this, in my brain, is the Dwarf Warhammers. Yeah. And it talks about secret weapons actually earlier in this magazine as well. So if you buy this, you can go back and look at that. Uh, so then the last team is the Realm of Caradin, the Slayer's Keep, which is known for all their Troll Slayers. You can get 0 to 12 Troll Slayers. Zero to twelve longbeards, and any longbeards from Slayer Keep may take frenzy as a general skill. That would be crazy. So, um, 
Just Again, a just whole team of Trump players. Well, Frenzy's on that anyways yeah. now, but it was different what, back then. Well, so. No, they have them, I'm just saying. Yeah. That'd be amazing to have a whole team of them. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty crazy. I don't know who would, nobody would run the ball on that team. That's, um, that's true. <laughs> for their star players, you can get a dwarf steam uh, death roller, um, but it's only for the Zephbar team only. And then all the Slayer Keep team can take Iron Grimjaw. Or Grim Iron Jaw, as he's known. What did I just say? Iron Grimjaw. Iron Grimjaw. Well, I just named a guy for you. <laughs> a variant <laughs> Blood Bowl player. That's close um, enough. There is a grudge bearing rule in effect that you can, you know, if somebody hurt one of your guys, you can jot this down and you can name the opponent. And in the future, your player counts as having the Mighty Blow skill against this opponent only. This effect lasts until you have badly hurt or seriously injured the player in question, and then he will bear a grudge against your player. So it'll possibly go back and back and forth until somebody's dead. That's pretty cool. Typical dwarf stuff. So the awards that are given out through this league. It has two types of awards. It's got the team awards, and then it's got the individual awards. So they have the Golden Fortress Award, which I really like this. Yeah. And um, this might, might get me to change some of our names on the awards this is a gold trophy uh, in the shape of a mountain stronghold is awarded to the team who has oh has the least touchdown scored against them in the season best so essentially defense. best defense yeah so i like that a lot mm-hmm. that's fluffy kind of a shame that we haven't thought of this before i guess we could yeah um then there's the steel anvil the steel anvil is awarded to the team that has suffered the least number of casualties over the season so that's kind of neat mm-hmm um, and then you have Bugman's Banner. This is goes to the team that has taken the most most deaths over the course of the season. While the team holds Bugman's Banner for all the next season, their winnings are increased by 10, 10K a game due to the Bugman's Ale license and comes with it. Uh, that comes with it. And if two or more teams are tied for the award, no award is given. I guess we should say that uh, for the Golden Fortress... Whoever gets it, um, the intimidating effect this trophy has on opponents means that the holding team can, once a game, choose the result perfect defense on the kickoff table instead of rolling. Oh, you're right. And then for the Steel Anvil, um, the toughest league in the team is always a big hit with the fans, so any team that holds the Steel Anvil has its fan factor increased by one for the next season. If the team is from Karak al Karak, the t- increase is permanent. I forgot, yeah. Yeah, so you get some long-time effects. The Bugman's Banner, we used... I'm pretty sure this is where I got the... So back when we did our home league, if you won the uh, NIT, the Mm -hmm. Necromancer Invitational Tournament, you got plus one to all your money for the next season. Pretty sure that's where I got this from, this Bugman's Banner. Oh, let's say we just gave people a fan factor. I mean, a fan favorite. No, that wasn't a fan favorite. That was a, you got a plus one. Remember they had a patch on their jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's right. Uh, go ahead and, if you want to talk about the individual awards. Sure. First one's the Glass Jaw Award, and that one is this is where things are a little bit different. So it's claimed by the player who fails the most thick skull rolls over the course of a season. So, how did thick skull used to work? I. Th- think it was a 50 50 chance whether you stayed on the field okay but i could totally be wrong on that so 
There was a roll that if you got knocked out, if I remember right, you rolled a D6, and it was like, do you stay in the field or do you get knocked out? Makes sense. It might have been a one or two, you get knocked out, and everything else, you stay on the field. Okay. So for this, it's claimed by the player who fails the most. The player in question, overcome with shame, immediately renounces his status and becomes a troll slayer. The player's AV is reduced by one, but he gains the traits of frenzy and dauntless. Obviously, if a slayer wins the award, it has no effect. A player turned slayer may either be retained by the original team, unless the team is from Karaka to Karak, or else sold to a slayer team in the league. If more than one player has the worst record, then the honor is saved and nobody is forced to become a slayer. That's kind of neat. Yeah, this is back when other teams could buy their players. So they're like shamed and they have to try to kill themselves. Well, that's really the whole troll slayer thing is, is they want to die in battle. Yeah. So... And then we have the Iron Jaw Award. The opposite of the previous award, the Iron Jaw Award is one of the most talked about awards among Dwarf Leagues. It is awarded to the player who passes the most thick skull rolls over the course of the season. The prestige of this award means that it carries no further cash reward. However, the player has taken so many knocks on the chin that his thick skull becomes a very thick skull, and he only fails thick skull rolls on a one. If the award is tied by each... No, that's actually how it's written. If the award is tied by each, enjoys the benefits. Hmm. That's written poorly, but that is exactly what it says. <laughs> right. So there's more than one player. And the, yeah. They all share the benefits. So, yeah, I guess very thick skull. The only way you fail that is a one. So it does mean that it was a D6. It was a D6. Or I can't. Yeah, yeah. I want to say it was a one or two. That makes sense. But I can't remember, to be honest, so. I think this is neat fluff-wise, but this is, you're talking to second edition Scott here that would <laughs> love to have done this. Right. I mean, we tried a all-human league called the Empire League. Sure did. And it lasted about three weeks of the season before we were like, well, let's just go play regular Blood Bowl. It was so boring. Well. It was also the only time we actually picked skills, too. Right. So we were all bored with that because everybody's first skill was pretty much block. Yeah. But, Which, I mean, you kind of have to, but it's right. not fun. This would be interesting if you were doing it with your buddies. I don't know if it'd be interesting for, like I said, more than eight games. It would be really <laughs> You don't want to do 22 games? No. You sure? No. We could each take six teams no. and play 22. T- <laughs> it'd be bad enough if this was like a little mini tournament where you Jeez. had two of each of these teams. Yeah. Like 10 teams. God, that'd be weird. We should do that. They probably never get NAF sanctioned. No, would not. <laughs> Man, no, it's an interesting idea. Uh, I'd be interested to see if they did, if like we come up with something for other races. But there's some Pete Nifton artwork in here. Yeah, definitely being reused over and over again. But um, and some I forgot the other artist name here. Who does this artwork? I think his name's Edmonds or Edmund. I don't know. Um, anyways, I thought this was interesting. Of course, you take some old Pete Nifton artwork and you get some fluff and you make the World's Edge Super League, which was talked about in second edition. And then that makes Scott really happy. So, yeah, we hope you enjoyed this blast from the past. Yeah, definitely. And if you do decide to take one of those teams or if you want more information, just let us know. We can screenshot you something or whatever. This is the original stunties. The Stunties. This is after the Stunty League. This is what it stunty. said in the fluff. 
This is Stunties. It's just Shorty. It's right. the Shorty League. I know, but still. Hey. I mean, yeah. back in the day in second edition, dwarves and halflings had trouble passing the ball because they were so short. Makes sense. So it was a real pain in the butt to pass back then. So, <laughs> All right. We are going to come back with some Halloween. No. Nuffleween. There's no such thing as Halloween in the Blood Bowl universe. Right. There's really no such thing as Nuffleween either, but we're going to make it. Um, I'm pretty sure that we've made it a thing now. Absolutely. If it shows up in a book, we'll know. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's that time of year again when we're talking about Nuffle's favorite holiday, the day that we set aside to worship him and show our devotion. I thought we'd give thanks to Nuffle. Give thanks. Is that Nuffle giving? Nuffle's giving. (laughs) That's probably a left event, I think. For real? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, This is Nuffleween. Which is the holiest of holies. Around Nuffle's sacred number is 11. So the 11th month, the 11th day. Right. As close as we can get to it. So it's a lot of ones. Yeah. Because Nuffle loves ones. What does he? He loves misery. Yes. Pain, suffering, to float around in his little cloud and trip us as we go over. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so this the is... The goal line trip is a, it's a real thing. This is Nuffleween 7. Sensational. Sensational. S-I-N-sational. Oh, I get it. It's like a sin. Yeah, we're not... We're going off... Instead of a movie this time, which we didn't do... I just kind of do whatever I feel. You know, All right? So seven, seven deadly sins. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good for me. And uh, the die you designed looks really awesome. And we've got kickoff dice for the event that we're making. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, we're getting some like little Nuffleween type. Mm-hmm. It's like a little... everybody who comes gets a free kickoff die. Ooh, neat! Everybody who signs up and comes. You know, just don't get a walk in the door and get it for free. Well, no, they have to pay the money. Right. Uh, how much is the event, Steve? The event currently? Um, it's $25 if you pre-register. Yeah, and because we're still pre-registering time. It's $30 at the door. So you have until October 31st, the end of this month, to register. <laughs> well, this actually says October 31st, 2017, but that is Dang wrong. It. That's okay. Trying to fix everything. I know, it's... It's so many little Up things. Up until a few weeks ago, it still said major in here, where we stole it from Chaos Cup. Oh, wow. It said um, where this tournament is a major. It's like, no, it's not an NEF major. Sure it can be. Could be. Sometime we'll just, in the future. We'll just get it NAF approved to be a, a, a premier event. So if you want to sign up or go look at a war, uh, rules or anything, it's bothdown.com slash nuffleween. Do we even need to go? Okay, so this is at Wizards Asylum. If you've been here before, you know where that's at, down in Norman. The event is going to start, uh, and we're going to open the doors at 8 o'clock. We're going to start round one by 8.30. Yes, it's an early kickoff, but we will get you out of there before 7.30. And did we say it's November 10th? It is November 10th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very close. It's Nuffleween Eve. It's a lot closer than it should be. Didn't we have this one year on actual Nuffleween? No, I think we were going to, but there was no U game. And at and the we old don't, store, we couldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, we don't have to worry about that anymore. 
which is nice. Thank God. It is, it is so nice. Every Saturday, even if I want to drive down there and get my comic books, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about parking and stuff. Or even Friday night. Side, yeah, it's on the other side of Norman's. It used to be Friday night. You couldn't go down there because there's just so many people packed in for magic. So, yes, it's it's awesome. Um, so we got, uh, we're going to run first two rounds, then we're going to have a lunch break at like one fifteen. start round three at two fifteen. have two more rounds and then break in awards. Um, things you should bring, you should bring five copies of your roster. That's one to give away each round if needed. And, um, one, one to keep for yourself. Mm-hmm. You should bring your own field and dugouts. So although we will probably have enough field and dugouts, maybe depending on how many we get. Um, I don't know. Well, we're going to open all your fields. Oh, then have to let people play on them. I don't want that to happen. I kind of do just to drive you nuts. Cause yeah. if there's any dings, you'll be like, I need a new one. I'm and sure I'm... there'll be plentiful. In the Steve, future. this is give you a great excuse to buy a sealed one and have an open copy. See, that's not a bad like, idea. You like this idea. If I get enough people, I could do that. <laughs> we can put both down stickers on them to show that they're ours. <laughs> Um, it's actually really not a bad idea. Bring your because then we can fit three on a table too, where <laughs> they're hard. Oh, that's true. Hmm. Yeah, if we played end zone, end zone, but we don't need to play end zone, end zone. We could play For like Oklahoma. We will. Eh, you think we're gonna get more than sixty this year? You think so? Um, As a little birdie, so talk to you. Just so everyone knows, sign up for Oklahoma Bowl. It's gonna be a very big deal. Okay, we'll see. I'm. Always skeptical that we're going to break new records for Oklahoma Bowl, but... We may not, but it's going to be a very special event, put it that way. Okay, then you're going to have to talk to me later. Nope. I don't even know what's going on. What do you mean, no? Nope. That's bullshit. You don't have to be involved in this. <laughs> Why not? Like, things get my, done. things you, are getting done behind the talk, scenes. We talked about at the other event, <laughs> at the at the beginning of the segment, that we run tournaments together, butthole. <laughs> we sure do. <laughs> and sometimes we do stuff behind other people's backs. <sighs> Golly. All right, bring your own block dice, D8, and ball. Uh, if not, we'll sell you a ball, and you can borrow some or block, dice. block dice. Oh, yeah, we got block dice, too. Uh, both on kickoff. Yeah, you get that. Um, tournament rules. Tournament rules. Same pretty much as every year. So, yes, it's pretty much the same every year, which is... The only thing we change up is the kickoff table. So, just real quickly, if it's your first time coming, it's a 1.1 gold piece build. So you build your team, and then afterwards, you're going to get, where is the skills? They're at the bottom. You get 150K that you can choose to spend however you want on skills. Normals 20, doubles 30. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, I got these sheets out of order. So yeah, so you build a 1.1 million team, and then you have an extra 150K. Um, Just like Steve said, 20 for normal, 30 for doubles, and then every round... You will lose a skill. And you can't take a skill more than three times. Just in, just let you know. Right. So you can only have three And each guards, player can only take tackles. one. Right. So you spread them out. Obviously, if your players come with skills, you don't lose those. So, like, some people have a theory that the teams that are front-loaded with skills are better. I'm not necessarily sure on that. We've had a lot of different teams. Yeah, I think it's... Mainly I been. mean, usually top tiers win every tournament, so yeah, that continues to happen. Um, but yeah, each round it's either, you get either a trick or a treat. Before the first round, you randomly lose a skill. 
that if you win, you randomly lose a skill, or if you lose, you get to pick who loses a skill. And if you tie, you also it's also random. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, there is a special star player thing. So if you've ever wanted had the desire to play with crazy Igor, but you only run orcs, this is your time to try this. Um, Nuffleween special rules. Any Nuffleween star player will count towards your eleven players needed for the initial team creation. Um, they still count as one of your two star players allowed on the team. Uh, any team can purchase the dead or undead star players listed in the rules pack. The following players can be used on any team. Count Luther von Drakenborg, Crazy Igor, Hackenslash, Humorous Carpel, Ikatha Benoin, and Jay Earlice. Oh, and Ramtut Third. Oh. Setek, uh, Sinbad, and Wilhelm are, Cheney. How are these pages out of order? And all those. Yeah. So we have 10, what we call 10 undead star players. And I don't think any new ones really have been added that would go on that. So No. Because really nothing in Nurgling and nothing Chaosy and nothing no. Dark Elfie. So like But when Necro or Undead come out, we'll have to probably look at it. I'm thinking we get Undead by the end of the next year, if not before. Probably. Or Ner- or Necro, one of those. Yeah. Um so Every year I've played enough Wayne, I always take one of these star players and I try to change it up every year and take a different one. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to have to try my humorous carpal or something, even though every year I say that and then like <laughs> I don't want to fit him on because he seems quite a bit of money. But right. each of these star players will have a fan favorite skill for free. So that's always valuable. So I want everybody to know ahead of time. Some people just take one of these cheap ones just to get the fan favorite skill. Yeah, it's not a bad because idea. Because it's big on the kickoff tables. Um, if you have the same star player, there's no Highlander rule. We're just saying that Wizards have cloned the star players to get it's a big event. people. Or they're fake, and that's where you get Wilhelm Chaney and his brother, Vilmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard from that guy in a long time. We need to get him back on. No, we don't. He's no, terrible. I agree with that, but other people <laughs> like him. Uh, we talked J- about trick-or-treat rule. This is a NAF tournament. Uh, just so people are clear, the tiebreakers are winning percentage, then strength of schedule, then head-to-head for the day, net TDs plus net casualties, then total TDs plus total casualties, then the ever-loving thriller dance-off. Golly, I hope it comes up to that. Man, we got really close at at uh, Oklahoma last year. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so that would have got would have gone to the Goblin. No, we don't have Goblin knife fight for Oklahoma, do we? It's he, just for he, Spiky. I think that was bribe, though. Yeah. I don't know. I always take bribes. Of course. If we get down to that level, you can always bribe me. Um, painting. We hope that everybody plays with taint, painted teams. But truth be told, if you were a brand new player and you didn't have a painted team, we'd as long as your bases are marked, we'd probably let you in just because we want you there and we want you to experience the fun of both down and Nuffleween. And if you want to argue the call, you have to have a coach model because this is my tournament or our tournament. And if I'm going to be so the decider, I can take my extra lineman. Nope. Okay, so I can take another like um, HeroScape figure and just bring him along. Which one? Um, just a dude, a dragon guy. Does it have anything to do with your team? <laughs> um, Is sure. it your mascot or are you the dragons? Sure, I'll be the mascot. The West Isle Drakes or something? Yeah, how about that? 
maybe. You want it to feel authentic, don't you? It needs to be a coach model. We can possibly accept a mascot or something. Come on. But it should have You're a... You're wuss. Hey, it's up, to, it's up to us, really. If we don't like it, we don't allow it. That's just how it works. Yeah, we're the bosses. We're jerks. But we, if you're going to have a rule that says you have to have a model, you have to have a model. It's not that hard. I broke my back to get one for um, my Bretonian team. so Because I, mm-hmm. yeah, I just didn't want it to be like a lineman dude. No, of course not. I never want that. That's why I hate when GW adds goofy things like argue the call. Because everybody just grabs that extra lineman. Yeah. Or, oh, this black orc blocker is my coach. Or it's just like, oh, you don't have to have a model. Really? Because it says in the rule you have to have a model. Well, we don't care. Well, you're jerks. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. But we also still run NAV tournaments with an old rule that doesn't even exist anymore called Pileon. <laughs> yep. But whatever. All right. Let's talk about your special Nuffleween kickoff table that you do every year on your own. I haven't even seen this myself. Yes. Yeah, this is did fun. Did this get approved? Yeah, it did actually. Surprisingly. So it's NAF approved. All right. Let's hear it. So this whole theme is Nuffle found either a copy of Dante's Inferno or something detailing the seven sins. So... Uh, on a two, abandon all hope. Nuffle has decreed that each team will be blessed with a free bribe. Okay. Nothing too exciting. <clears throat> free bribe. Like it. Three, lust. Nuffle curses each team with lust. Bloodlust. Give each player the skill bloodlust for this drive. They may bite <laughs> any player on their team. All players bitten this way will be stunned. No regular injury roll is needed. If nobody is bit, you go off the pitch and turn over as normal. This effect will end if any of your players succumb to bloodlust and go off the field. Whoa, so you can end it by just let, sacrificing a guy off your field? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I kind of did that for two things. A, it was brought to my attention by the NEF that it might be a little bit overpowering if everybody had it. And it might be a negative thing, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, I didn't agree with that. But what I did think about is it's going to take a lot of time with all these roles. Okay. And if someone really doesn't like it, sacrifice one of your guys. Just use a lineman. It's my let last go block. Off. I'm going to go block with this lineman. Oh, yeah, bloodlust. Screw it. I'm yeah. not going to bite somebody. You, you're down one guy. So let me ask you don't you have this. to roll is it. Is it clear here all players bitten this way will be stunned? So you yeah. don't have to roll armor? You just, just automatically stunned. stunned. Ugh. Well, you also can't knock yourself out. You can't injure yourself. But don't you normally... Oh, no, it's it's an injury roll. Yeah, it's an injury roll. Okay. So it's, you know, it's a lot better than that. I'm not hurting your team with this. I got you. I'm just causing mayhem for a drive. I'm okay with this. Four is gluttony. Nuffle empties each team's stomachs. At the end of the drive, roll for each player. On a one, that player may not set up for the next drive as they are gorging themselves in the locker room. If this occurs when sweltering heat is in play, re roll to get a different kickoff result. So, Nuffle empties your team stomach. So, it's essentially sweltering heat. It's sweltering heat, okay. Yeah, but I'm not going to double dip on that. Okay. Greed is number five. Nuffle instills in each player a powerful greed. Should a player want more power, they need only make a sacrifice to Nuffle. Anytime this drive, on your turn, any player may sacrifice a team reroll to gain one strength or one agility. This may be done multiple times on separate turns. The increase lasts until the end of your turn only. 
So, for example, you base me, um, let's say, with a guy with, you have a salon blitzer. Mm -hmm. Base is my halfling. Mm -hmm. You have diving tackle. Mm -hmm. I have a halfling and nobody else in that area. So I can choose to dodge away and succumb to diving tackle. Or I could take my reroll, sacrifice it, give myself three strength, blitz you off of me. Mm Mm-hmm. And then run in for the touchdown. Yeah. Okay. But it only works for that one play. One play. Well, one turn, essentially. One turn. Or Although, could... uh, technically, I mean, really, it's... So, like, if you did an agility and you dodged away from somebody and then you threw to that person, you would still have the agility. Okay. So, it's until the end of that turn. Yeah, until I say yeah. turn over. I'm, and you can't... I'm done. Yeah. I, I don't have that strength anymore is what right. I'm getting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's different. It's a little different. Okay. Uh, six is Syntastic Cheers. Each coach rolls a D6, adding fame and cheerleaders. Highest result gets a reroll. Fame and cheerleaders, okay. Should have done the D3 since we're giving away D3s, but whatever. Still change it. Yeah. Seven is... We'll come back to seven. Good lord, dude. <laughs> Seven's always the weird one. Eight is Syntastic Coaching. Each coach rolls a D6, adding fame and assistant coaches. Highest result gets a bribe. Okay. Nine is Sloth. Nuffle infects every player with Sloth. Any player for this drive that moves his full movement must roll a 2-plus before any go-for-its, or they lay down. No armor roll or turnover. Every go-for-it is a 4-plus. So basically I have to... So everybody basically gets stupidity? No? No. It's essentially if you... You're lazy, so if you exert yourself by going your full movement, there's a possibility that you overexert yourself and just lay down. So only on a one you lay down? Yeah. Okay. And really... For this drive, though. Yeah, you just don't use your full movement and it doesn't affect you. But if you need to, it's kind of... This player affects every player on the pitch, any player for this drive that moves his full movement rolls. Oh, so at the end of my full movement. So if you had... Someone who goes seven. If you go six, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. If you go seven and you roll a one, you lay yourself down. Okay. If you want to go for it, you roll, you go to your seven, you roll, you pass it, and then the go for it is a four plus. Jeez. This is awful. Well, it's sloth. That's what happens. Okay. Ten. Wrath. Nuffle brings out the wrath in everyone. All players have frenzy for this drive only. They can fight the urge by rolling three plus after the first block. If they fail, they must do frenzy as normal. For this drive, anyone who has the grab skill will have it replaced with the juggernaut skill. So they have a modified frenzy. Yeah, essentially. Okay. You can still get out of it, but okay, it's annoying. Eleven. Envy. Nuffle fills each team with a strong streak of envy. For this drive, each player gains the pass block and strip ball skill. Okay, I like that one. 12 is pride. Nuffle has blessed all the players with pride in themselves. Blessed be they. For this drive, all players gain the skill pride, which works the same as animosity, but instead of races, it's for any other player. You may pick another target. If you fail that roll, you may repeat the process. You cannot target a previously targeted player. Rejoice. Hmm. So. Okay. I mean. So give me number seven. This is like 
Half the page long, folks. Yes, it is. The Path of the Seven. The weather changes. Each coach chooses a regular weather result they want. Then kicking team's coach rolls a D3. On a one, go with the receiving player's choice. On a two, go with the kicking player's choice. On the three, purgatory. A strange mist appears enveloping all within it. The mist is from another place and another time, and it's hungry. Roll a d6 for each player. On a six, the player goes prone. Roll a d6 for each player placed prone. On a six, that player is stunned. Roll a d6 for each player stunned. On a six, the player is removed from the pitch. Roll a d6 for each player removed. On a six, the player is removed from this realm and is gone for the rest of the game. All others go to reserves. Roll a d6 for each player removed from the realm. On a six, the player is lost forever and will not return to your team for the rest of the tournament. Roll a d6 for each player lost forever. On a six, destroy that figure and I'll give you $5. Roll a d6 for each player destroyed. On a six, that player can come back into play on any game of your choice except your own. Players at that game will roll off to see who will control the return player. Okay, so this is highly unlikely to happen. <laughs> this will never happen. This is just you having fun. This is just me being crazy, but yes. Okay. If it gets, I will. But it's possible that somebody can go from prone to stun to remove from the pitch. Right? Sure. Okay. It doesn't look as bad as what I thought. No. So my only suggestion, if you would have showed this to me ahead of time. Which I did. You did? I sent it to you. Okay, I didn't read it. That's fine. I would have had just a normal, like something plain. Just something plain somewhere. What do you mean? Something very plain. No? You don't want something plain? What do you mean by something plain? Just like a blitz or something normal. Two, six, eight. They're all normal. Oh, man. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. They're fairly normal. <laughs> I mean, they're, one is basically just a, a weather result. Man, all, I don't... Yeah, I gotta... They're, I gotta, they're goofy, but this is Nuffleween. That's true. I'm not complaining. I'm going to play yeah. if I can play. Yeah. But yeah. I really want to pay someone five bucks. I want you to pay somebody five bucks. <laughs> I'm going to play with some, like, I'm going to buy some of those teeny mates and I'm going to make a team of it so I can destroy figures and not get mad. But that means I'm going to have to roll, what, five sixes with that same player to, for that to even happen? Six. Six sixes. Mm -hmm. It's impossible. Nearly impossible. Yeah. That's why it's the path of seven. Those seven sixes to... Put your guy on someone else's board. That'd be pretty cool. It comes <laughs> back from heaven. It, it, it's all screwed up. <laughs> I hope it happens. That'd be so I would funny. love for it to happen. <laughs> uh, that'd be good stuff. Just just once. Yeah. That'd make you happy, wouldn't it? It kind of would, yeah. I had to pay this guy five bucks, and then the figure came back, and um, we had to use a proxy figure for him because he destroyed it. <laughs> and he played. No, you put the destroyed figure on the pitch. Just like a base with a leg. That's funny. All right, I'm game for it. One of these days, we'll have to do a regular, just boring Nuffleween. No Kick. fancy goof. No fancy kickoff table or something. Why? I don't know. You think that'd make people happy? No. Nothing makes people happy. Uh, that's true. If they want, There is a lot of chaos in this kick kickoff table. Yeah. Absolutely. But it incorporates all seven sins. It sure does. 
Uh, the the real thing I think we need to do is do we have our games going two hours or two hours and fifteen minutes? Because if yeah. you ask me, some of these do take a little bit longer than I would like. We probably should run round one is two fifteen, round two is two fifteen. Okay, they're built in for it. Yeah, we're okay then. That was going to be my only suggestion: is that like we. Give an extra fifteen minutes instead of two hours. Yeah, we so could. Two fifteen is, but that's yeah. what we have built in, so that's good. No, this is fine. It'll be fun. It's crazy, a little crazy for the kickoffs, but other than that, you know, bloodlust. That's the one. That's, that's yeah, that one. Like I said, it with that one, we Most have to roll time, every time. I think people will, whatever the first one is, if it's not a, a key player, they're yeah. just gonna let them go off the field and, that's and fine. be happy. Yeah. But that's fine, too. That way it speeds things up a little bit, and it kind of hurts the team. For sure. Curses each team. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> if someone gets it. I don't know what I'm going to play enough. I mean, i got to go look at the team list I have left to play my 26. So, Don't you know? Um, You've already played I, I all played 26, the, I played you? the 26, but I'm trying to play every team twice now. So oh, that's right. I guess the 52. Right. Um, so I'm down to like, I think, 11 teams. But if that's including playing Bretonians and Corn again. So it's that's cool. good tournament just to play Corn and get them out of the way. Yeah. I don't know what happens. On, if I guess if you already have Frenzy and you get Frenzy again, it's just nothing. Didn't you say you get like... Oh, that's for grab. Yeah, because you can't have frenzy and grab. But I guess at that point you could counteract your own frenzy. By rolling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are we we allowing... Oh, we're not even allowing that. We're just doing the base 24 anyway, so I can't play those anyways. No, we allow it, don't we? No, I don't think we do. I can check the rules here. I don't know. We should know our own tournament, shouldn't we? I thought we did. Um... We will for Oklahoma, though. I don't see anywhere that says we're allowing Brits and Bretonians. For the NAF and the CRP version of Polyangi. There, there needs to be a better way of saying what rules we're using. Well, it's because the rules are scattered throughout everything. It's just but, awful. Yeah, hopefully this is the last time we have to worry about that. Right. Yes, and probably next year. I just have to accept that. So let's make the call now. Bretonians and corn allowed. I don't see a reason why not. For this tournament, yeah. No, I think we if we didn't put it in there, I'd say we wait and then we do it next year and clean slate it. Okay, clean slate. If you ask me, you're co-running it, so yeah. Um, unless it's already in there. No, we'll just say it's not. And then um, we'll start fresh. Next year for sure, because I kind of want to hear this like official. And then we're always supposed to get official yeah. report from the NAF on like a concert comprehensive rules mm-hmm. thing every year. So Once we have soon. that in place, I, I, I'm we'll just go with that. We're yeah. just gonna have to go with it. I I'm mean, fine with that. I as much as I still after playing Bretonians and Corn, I don't think they're needed. But same could be said for high elves. They didn't ask me, so let's Amazons. just roll with it. There's a lot of teams that aren't needed, but they're 24 fun. was such a good number. And now 26 is not. <laughs> well, we just add the apes and make it 27. I don't like that either. Yeah. Unless you can give me some good backup on the fluff. No. Okay. Although yeah. I could make a Saiyan team, 
I've been liking the, I'm liking this Dragon Ball phase really bad. <laughs> Maybe I do want to ape steam. Oh, uh, Lord. I okay. know. I can't, just, I can't get away from it. I'm turning just, Japanese. Let's just stop with the Dragon Ball and go on to shout outs. <laughs> All right, folks. Come on out to Nuffleween. Enjoy a day with your buddy Steven Scott. And speaking of, I need to make sure I get, I'm going to try to get off Friday for this. Okay. Just so I can hang out. Yeah. In case anybody shows up early or anything like that. So, anyway. Sounds good. We'll leave out with some shout outs. About time to close this down with some shout outs. Okay. See, first off, I wanted to talk about Andy Cook. He's actually the one who mentioned that Kiroth Kraken Eye could be Turin Red Venom. That'd be cool. So Turin having Tackle and Distract, which seems a bit like Disturbing Presence, and a cool Skull Mask, and Kiroth having Tackle, Disturbing Presence, and a few other skills to go with his cool Mask Fluff of Foul Appearance and Tentacles. He's like, do we think that he's a new variation of Turin? No, but I like it. Okay. Fair I mean, enough. I don't think I really don't think they're related, but we could say they kind of are. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. I I think I don't think that they put that in there intentionally, but it's possible. I think the Do- Elijah Doom player is more close, I, even though he's an old second edition player. Yeah, I think he's kind of your term Red Venom star player, but I I could be wrong. Okay. I don't know if any of those are on plan. I know, I got everybody doesn't like. I was listening to Three Dot Block and they were like, "This guy's so powerful!" And I was screaming at him like, "He's an old second edition player. He's an old second edition player. Mm-hmm. He's an old second edition player." But nobody knows that. He's well, we an old do. second edition player. We do. He's awesome. See, we got Johnny Wilkinson who runs the Big V Tournament uh, in Victoria, Australia. Which is Saturday the 24th and Sunday the 25th of November. Good night, mate. Is that what you say down in Australia? Everything's poisonous here. Don't don't sit on the latrine or it'll kill you. Yeah, all that's true. <laughs> I think so. Um, so if you want to go to there. Cracky. That's where um, Michael Lewis went. He, he's playing the Big V? He didn't play. He was there a week before it last year. But he sent some stuff from us. Oh, okay, cool. I think we're doing... He's reached out to some people to do special rosters. So we're doing rosters for some teams. Right. I'm in the middle of that. What what team did he pick for you? Uh, I don't know. He asked me which one I wanted to do. And I'm like, just send me one. I don't know. Oh, he didn't tell you? No. I'm doing some vampires. Cool. So it'd be my standard boring vampire build. Which is effective, though. Yeah, effective is good. So... Um. We have a couple of reviews on Podcast Republic. That's Pod, yeah. That's pa- the one I use. Podcast Republic. We and have, I just happened to be looking at my at our listing there, and it had a couple of reviews. I didn't even know you could do reviews on yeah, there. Yeah, Joe Wowza gave us five stars back on August twenty third. He said the very first Blood Bowl podcast podcast I ever listened to. The best Blood Bowl podcast around. Such a likable duo. I binged the whole lot. Aww. So nice. That's awesome. And then we also have one from Paul Manning on Podcast Republic. This is the best Blood Bowl podcast out there. Well, thank you, folks. That is awesome. We have we have t- five total stars so far. 
I didn't even know that that existed. So <laughs> if you can review, if you've left a review on any other type of podcast listening system, we we haven't given you a shout out. Let us know because we probably just haven't seen it. That's cool. Yeah. I, I didn't even know we uploaded to this or whatever. Well, it just pulls the feed. Oh, it pulls the feed. Yeah. It's okay. A, it's what I use to listen to all my podcasts. Okay. Well, it's thank you. We appreciate that, folks. We've had a lot of good feedback lately. Uh, Wit Yost emailed in, answered some questions for him. Um, Shadow Webster, uh, he sent us disturbing images of a hot dog man that he has at his house. Yeah, that is really weird. Which was funny because when he emailed, he goes, uh, thank you so much for mentioning because we talked about his tournament last time. Also attached are two pics of me and my wife, Hot Dog Man. <sighs> and I was, he, he goes on to talk about his father was a hot dog collector and blah, blah, blah. And I replied, my first reaction is to tell you never to message us again and keep your wife far away from us. And blah, blah, blah. And then he realized, no, I have a real wife. I wrote that wrong. I'm like, sure, buddy. Sure, buddy. You're married to the hot dog man. Hey, if, if that's what floats your boat, I have no problem with that. His father collected hot dogs. That's yeah, interesting. That is interesting. I have a hot dog on snow skis with a Christmas hat on as a Christmas ornament. Nice. An old Hallmark Christmas ornament. We still have not heard back from Hot Dog Man's owner. They don't want to sell it either, dude. That it's guy's making love to that thing. It's not fair. We need to provide him a good home. He bought one of those prosthetic torso things that like feel real, and like he's yeah. inserted it and done crazy stuff yeah, to that Okay, let's just guy. move on. Uh, we got a review on iTunes from Tavok. Five stars, worth the listen. The passion for the game and the community these guys have mixed with the humor always makes for a great show. Oh. That's really nice. I think that's it for shout-outs. For me, anyways. Um, you got anybody? You know, I think I told somebody I'd give them a shout-out, but obviously I can't remember you. I'm at the point that someone tells me, because we've we've had uh, mentions like, well, we really enjoyed the last podcast. I'm like, oh, thanks, blah, blah, blah. I always tell people now, just email me. Because yeah. I will look at the email, and I will write it down or i'll make a sheet i've talked to a bunch of people like fans like through facebook lately yeah. and so like if i forget you, you're gonna have to email me too. i agree email us yeah we suck at both podcast at gmail.com and if you're out there and you have an extra blood bowl base just one for the current <laughs> line of figures i need one for my blitz bowl i don't need your extra dice well if you have some i'll take a yellow or Red die, but yeah, I don't need those. I need a base so I can play the game with the miniatures that it came with. I'd be very happy about that. So if you have one, email us. That'd be much appreciated. We can hook you up from there. Um, I thought there was another thing I was going to mention, but now I guess. Uh, Pete Nifton wanted to say thanks for all the attention he's been getting. Well, yeah. So oh, speaking if, of if which, you want to... Do a commission uh, can, can, with him. You can still contact Pete Nifton Art at gmail.com. Can I rant a second? Sure. So Pete posted a Haven't thing. Haven't stopped you yet. Pete, well, I've ranted about something uh, we're that we about never Griff. recorded. Okay, so Pete said he posted something about Joe Montana, and this was the basis of Griff Oberwald. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the world starts whining about, well, he's not 
Griff's not a thrower. Like two he's people. not this. He's not that. Well, okay. I you two people. It's the basis. It doesn't mean the replica of this person. It was just like a, a overwhelming good player. And he did That's have four agility. So for humans, that was a lot better. And well, talking to Pete at the time. They, they didn't know anything about American football. They just know he was like a, an amazing player. Uh, when they first were told about it, they went out and bought NFL mags right. to read up on it. So it's not like it's not like they said, let's make a quarterback. They just made players up, you know? And remember, Blood Bowl's a game where everybody can pass. Everybody can pick up the ball. Everybody can have casualties. I was talking to him, and you know what I found out? What's that? The fridge is one of the reasons that they're big guys in teams. Like the Ogres. Right. They were influenced by the fridge. I believe that. And, um, see, got some information out of him. I guess the Dark Side Cowboys appeared in Dark Future. There's a gang called the Dark Side Cowboys. Yeah, from what I remember him, he's mentioned that before. Like, there's another ode to him or something somewhere else. I yeah. don't know exactly. But, yeah, it's not as much as we think, you know, we thought of somebody's in-house team. It's really No, he, he came up with the name, apparently. And I guess it's Dark Side as in, like, the Dark Side Jack Kirby creation. Right. I'll play off that. And we remember, I remember him mentioning that when we did the interview. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, and he has the script for the first Blood Bowl comic back in 1989 or so. Oh, golly, that'd be... So he's supposed to be getting that scanned and sending it over. Oh, well... So that'd yeah. be kind of neat. He better. God, that'd be really awesome. Why yeah. Don't, why don't they just pay him to draw one? Well, it's, I, don't mean, think, I don't think it's up to him. Come on, GW, just pay him. You use your money to do something <laughs> for me, and I'll buy two copies. How yeah, about? I'm sure you would. <laughs> Oh, good stuff, though. Uh, anyways, everybody out there, is, we've had a lot of fan feedback on everything. Uh, Grant. Oh, I wanted to shout out Grant. He's one of them. Grant brought uh, some ketchup chips for yeah. my children, and we cracked open the last bag. And, Grant, I don't know what the brand is. It was the reddish bag, and it was, like, I think in French. But the, that bag of chips was amazing. Hmm. Like... I wanted to eat a whole bunch more, but I'm trying not to eat a bunch of chips. But, like, the kids just chomped them Toy down. And if you get the bacon crackers or something shipped from Canada, yeah, I need to find out what that that brand of chips is and get some of those sent out here, too. Because they had, they had a really good flavor to them. I don't know if it was just ketchup or if it was whatever the seasoning was. All dressed. Really good. Hmm. They make a fat guy want to eat some chips. So would would you just pretty much any chip do that though? No, I'm okay. not a big chip person. Honestly, I can't just eat a bag of chips as a snack. Yeah, that, not usually. That's like terrible. I'd rather have something with meat and bread. Back in the day, there was some um, Kansas City barbecue chips. They were kind of yeah. spicy. Those were good. Remember Crunchers? No, they were like made in peanut oil, supposedly. Nope. Okay. Those Not a clue. Some, those are some good chips. There was crunchers with a K. Okay. At least that's what I remember them. Like crunch. Yeah, like crunchers. Bringing it back to Blood Bowl. <laughs> you sure are. Do you remember? Oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. But um, 
Good stuff. Yeah. I want, it, some, I want some more of those chips. Well, if anyone wants to send Scott some chips, he'll gladly take them. Uh, I don't probably, probably shouldn't eat he them. He doesn't need them. I sure don't need them, but man, we've went through everything that we got for free from Chaos <laughs> Cup now. Free food is the best food. It is. I've been running again. That's good. And today I ran again, and it, I feel dead compared to last week. I don't know what the difference is. I guess I'm a week older. It's a little colder out, too. Maybe so. The weather's With coming all in. all the rain, I wonder if that's hurting my hips. Yep. God, I hate to admit that, but it seems Getting like that stuff happens. All the arthritis in the hips. I think it's really happening. I hate to admit that. Play Tiny Happy Zombies. I know we're going on a tangent oh, here. How I'm just was ranting. Um, played it again. Yeah. Because you played it the one time yeah. with us. Um, the kid, <laughs> Jennifer's young boy, um, he was not real happy with it because he... Because <laughs> he lost? Because he lost. Yeah. We, we got thrashed really quick. Huh. Uh, Tiny Epic Zombies so far is a very interesting game. I don't want to tell you to go run out and buy it, even though it's only like a 20 to $25 game. I want to get a few more plays in it. I... I'm on the verge of saying I really like it because it's kind of difficult for the good guys to win, but it's kind of difficult for the good guys to win. It was a lot better than I expected it to be. Because when we first saw it and saw the rules and saw all the intricacies of it, it was just like, this is going to be horrible. It was pretty difficult. Uh, Eden played with us. Man, that girl, she's going to be my gamer girl. Oh, yeah. We played a game also of Tiny, or not, Arcadia Quest, because Jennifer's never played that. Yeah. With Hunter, Eden. And Wakeland started, but she was just zoned out, so I took over. And Eden's been begging to play Arcadia Quest every night. Hmm. Can we play some more Arcadia Quest? Can we play some more <laughs> Arcadia Quest? So That's good. Yeah. But Jennifer's young boy won that, and he's like, thinks he's a badass now. So, like, we're pretty much probably going to make sure he never wins another scenario. Of course. Me and Jennifer are. It's like, it's time to learn some lessons. He's going to listen to this randomly in about 20 years and be go, like, those guys That's are why. Yep. <laughs> exactly. From that point on, I could never win another game. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and that's why I killed them all. He was very, He was kind of bragging about how awesome his team is and stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> but they're kids. So yeah. um, I'm glad they enjoy the games. So have you played any games? No. Not even when you went up and saw Michael? You didn't play any games? No, we just went up. Grabbed some stuff, ate at a pizza place, and came back down. Okay. Well, all right. Had Chicago pizza up there at Savastano's, which is a... Was it deep dish Chicago's pizza? Was it like Giordano's pizza? No, no, no. It was not (laughs) even close. Okay. Like, everyone, because I'm part of the Cubs in Oklahoma group, Uh and they have... I guess that's a big Cubs place up there. Had if you're still listening, we're probably not going to talk about Blood Bowl for no, the rest of the day. So probably um, not. Um, anyways, uh, it was during uh, the last game of the season, so or the second to last game of the season, and got there and figured might as well order the deep dish to try it out. Wasn't nearly as good. The crust might have been a little bit better, it, but it really tasted like a Bisquick crust. Mm. So I liked that better. Okay, but. No, the sauce wasn't that good, and the toppings were just fine, and wasn't even close to the same. But it was worth a shot. Yeah, got to try it to find out if you like it. Exactly. Okay, folks, I guess this wraps up everything. We will be back next month. Probably. I'd hope so. Are we a month behind? No. No. We're actually ahead. We're ahead? Yeah. Did we do two episodes last month? Yeah, because of uh, 
Chaos Cup. Oh, we did. Yeah. Zach, I was thinking we're like That's why it was like two weeks ago. Oh. All no. right. Well, we're ahead. Look at that. I mean, we're on schedule. We just happen to have thrown in an extra episode. We're like the most consistently accurate Blood Bowl podcast out there. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> Although the other ones are catching up with all their numbers because they're doing one every 10 days. Well, even they've slacked off. That's all right. That's fine. Somet- sometimes quality over quantity, you know? Yeah. You can like the Legonzo stuff or you can like the high quality stuff. I know where this is going. We're not going to go there. No, we're not. Let's go ahead and just close this out. And a final shout out to Andrew Blake. Thank you very much. Goodbye. You can follow Both Down on Twitter at Both Down. You can follow Scott at Fat Finley, F-A-T-F-I-N-L-E-Y. And Steve at Kilowog2814. If you want to know if your team name is both down approved, send a tweet to at BD approved. If you'd like to email them, the email address is bothdownpodcasts at gmail.com. Or for more information, you can visit them at bothdown.com or at facebook.com forward slash bothdown. Come haste, come haste, come